Welcome to Tiger Pops Podcast, a place to dissect, analyze, and swoon over the webtoon Midnight Poppyland. Every week, we'll go through another episode and break down character development, relationship regression, plot, symbolism, body language, and more. And of course, we'll be bringing out those tinfoil hats for some theory time. Every week, we'll be joined by sharp-witted, detail-obsessed, and dare I say, thirsty fans ready to tackle the latest gem. Let the analysis begin. Okay, hi everyone, and welcome to episode 28 of Tiger Pops. And today we have Rissa and Patty, and I'll let these lovely ladies say hi. Hey everybody, um, it's Patty, and of course you know that I'm going to be here for the next couple of episodes. This is one of my favorite parts of the series, and I'm excited to talk about this episode. Hi, it's Rissa, and I am joining for my second episode, and I still have a cute Frenchie Chow. He's just wandering around right now. And I'm ready. I mean, this chapter, I'll, I have things to say. We should we should continue. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Definitely. This is the, a great trilogy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go straight into it. So we just ended. Poppy and Tora were um, at her apartment. And, you know, they were bantering. Poppy was making dinner. And Tora's freaking out. And we don't know why. And now we're going to find out why. He's mm-hmm. freaking out. He says, I need to get it back before anyone finds out about her. And he has this flashback and it tells us that two nights ago, he's in Aris Street. You know, you see that sign of Aris Street with all the blood on it and, you know, the purple hues and the, the graffiti on the buildings. And then someone's talking to Tora and he says, big bro, Tora, fancy seeing you here. I heard you were having some girl problems, eh? Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, and I'm wondering, like, who the hell let, who, who the hell let things out? Like... Who who found out what was going on? Like, and we still don't know up to this point. Like, who leaked the information? Right. We who knows? I mean, Gaia was the only one who knows, really. And Quincy, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and wow. I don't think they would be the type to like rat on that. Yeah, I thought this situation was super suspicious, and mm-hmm. like, I don't think this is um, the character is saying this. I don't think this is the only time we're going to see him because it seemed mm-hmm. really kind of like out of place. I, the, I thought the same when I read it. I was like who's this guy? How does he know? And like, what's up with him? Like, where is he coming from? So again, I think this is a character we'll probably see again. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, Yeah. it's possible that, you know, Tora being such a central figure in the volume organization is being watched and followed. And um, Mm -hmm. I actually think, okay, so I'll go into what he says. I'll tell you what I think why he's saying this so Tora says who the f told you that and who the f are you he's like seriously i'm yadori we were introduced at the big boss's birthday bash i'm a huge fan of yours big bro legendary tiger of air street so i know a lot of people think yadori is a creeper and obviously he is mm-hmm. but i do think that he really just is a fan of Tora, and he's trying to be helpful in his own way and it's possible that because that Tora has these like acolytes who admire him and think that he's so cool and a hotshot and like he's so powerful and they just yeah. I mean, want to be like him and follow him so I think maybe that's why they found out about Poppy, um, you know, just by watching him. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's would, entirely possible. Yeah, sorry. It, honestly, no, it's okay. so hard to interrupt because you're just like, oh, my thoughts. But <laughs> honestly, with mine, I thought it was more nefarious. Like, maybe that's my personality. But I felt mm-hmm. like he was almost bringing this up to kind of, like, see what his reaction would be. Uh, just because in the way he acted acted again he could be someone who just kind of wants to like cozy up to Tora but I saw mm-hmm. more if he was kind of sent to kind of ask these questions to kind of see what the reaction would be because someone's already gotten kind of a line on the situation but that might be reading too much into it it may be again he's just part of the game 
Yeah, no, and I, I think that both are possible. So, you know, the, the thing we know about gangs is that, you know, they, they have a very hierarchical structure. At least I know the Yakuza that this is modeled after. They they are very much into hierarchy. They are very much into status. And, you know, of course, this guy probably wants a little bit of um, notoriety by association, mm-hmm. uh, wants to get in good with the higher ups. But also, like, I totally agree with you, Rissa. He's total skis ball. Um, and there's there's part of him to me that like the look on his face and the things that he's saying felt a little taunting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I could see I could see both being possible. But ultimately, we don't know much about his character. Yeah, I see that. I do see that because he it does he does seem to be taunting. And he says, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is interesting. I think Tora's reaction is not maybe the best thing because he basically feeds into him and gives him the answer that he wants to know, right? He says, Anyhow, yeah. you know how words get down in the streets. They say big bro Tora's not into women, so tell me who she is, I'll get her off your back for you. And right, Tora's flipping out, his veins are popping and his jaws breaking. And then mm-hmm. he continues, he says, you know, the drill, van, gun, ski mask, and boom, just give me the word, big bro. Then Tora loses it. You know, he's yeah. blurry because he's moving so fast and he just slams the stick into him. He breaks the stick. This Woo! is terrible about me, but I love this scene. Like, it, it's that part of my, like, yes, like, I I don't know what it is. Like, I'm not saying I love violent men because I don't think that's the truth, but I like this protective side and it's kind of like, that was pretty badass, but it's also not great, right? Like, I have two reactions mm-hmm. aside that I'm like, yeah, get it. And then I'm like, oh no. Like... Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there, Rissa, because I was like, okay, I shouldn't like this scene, but God damn it, this is hot. Yeah. And I think, like, what got me about this is, is, like you were saying, there's that protective side of it, because we know he's thinking about Poppy. He, we know that he wants to protect her. And, you know, so this is kind of like macho alpha male, like, you leave her the fuck alone. You, you're not going to mess with her. Mm-hmm. Not if I have anything to say about it. Unfortunately, that kind of confirms suspicions, but, mm-hmm. like, just... And, and I also, like, not to get off on a tangent, but I just want to look at the artist of these these few panels that we have coming up and like the blood spatter the the action in it like i just i love how lily depicted this there's just it's just brutal violence um and it shows you just the lengths of which torah will go to protect her yep and how he turns to violence as an instinctive reaction Yes. You know, he wasn't thinking. He just reacted. Yeah. If he was thinking, and he says to himself later, like, he shouldn't have done this. If he was thinking, yeah, he wouldn't have fed right into him and confirmed, like you said, that he does care about this girl. Like, that's the last thing he wants to do. But right. he reacted instinctively in, in, in a violent way. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, like, if we continue just down the way here, that, you know, he says, you know, say that fucking again. And then we go to, like, okay, okay, I'm sorry. I won't say a word again. I swear. I swear, big bro. Okay, his expression there, that's where I feel like the nefarious part of him. Sure, you could say he's just stoned out of his mind, but like mm-hmm. it's so just like he's not phased by this. And that actually makes him more like that character a little, again, intimidating. Like there's more to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is because everyone else who come up to tour, they've like basically pissed themselves, right? <laughs> they've been like, what right. they come in? He got smacked across the face with a poker stick and he's still staring to her dead in the eyes just like 
oh, sorry, I won't do it again. And I almost like yeah. made it almost like a monotone way. So like, I definitely mm-hmm. like, again, that's where my instinct and kind of the buildup of the scene. I'm like, that's weird. Like he's weird. Yeah. She doesn't draw um, color in his eyes. You know, everyone else has white, white eyes. He just has empty eyes, you know, mm-hmm. their skin tone. So mm-hmm. something, something is off with him. I agree. Something is weird. Yeah. 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 It wouldn't surprise me. And it wouldn't be the first time I I don't think in the in the series where somebody's brought up about using drugs or getting high. Mm-hmm. Um so I I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. And of course they're at a skeezy bar. It's probably a clan bar. Um you know and it, it you would think to to have the gumption to come up to Tora the way that he does, you know, you got a little little uh, a little bit of your inhibition down because if he knows Tora's reputation like Dude, you got some serious balls coming up to him like that. Mm-hmm. So Ed, I think I think you may be onto something that maybe he dude is high. Yeah, high or again had an agenda going in, and he could mm-hmm. be just one of those people that wants to crawl to the top. And like again, he says, I mean, without hesitation, that he would do horrible things to women. It's mm-hmm. just like he doesn't have. He just seems like this person who doesn't really give. I yeah. say, if I can drop the F word on here several times, I mean, it's in the context, but you know, yeah. um, and then, I mean, the, the next shot, I mean, Tor is just so handsome. Like, I hate to jump to that after we talk about this. Yeah. Oh no, girl. I love this panel. Like the red glowing on his hair and then like, like that little spatter of blood and then his like gold eyes and those like eyebrows on fleek and like, mm-hmm. I can't see him taking care of his eyebrows, but damn son, like he'd be looking... <laughs> No, right. he's pretty fresh in that, that, that picture and panel. Yeah. <laughs> Lily really knew what she was doing here. <laughs> to the yeah. She's like, how do I show that he's violent and angry, but turn on every single woman that is going to do this? <laughs> I, I seriously think she sits there thinking about this. She's an evil mastermind. <laughs> She's really like, oh, should I, should I dabble in this a bit? <laughs> and we're like, this is horrible. Reads aggressively, saves on phone, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like the oh fanfic. <laughs> oh my god. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh gosh. Just like, um, I don't, yeah, just love it. And I think the, the color, I mean, the colors of the scene obviously adds mm-hmm. everything to the atmosphere, right? The violence, everything is to really give you that feeling like we were in this safe apartment where it was more soft and then we go here and everything's harsh and red. And you're definitely yes. like, this is where you're like learning, like, again, more about the extremes of what life he's in. And yeah. the colors mm-hmm. is supposed to make that big contrast because to us we're like what's the harm they get together we want it and then but we have to realize where Tor's head's at is like mm-hmm. anyone close to him is probably going to get hurt yeah yeah perfect oh very well said couldn't agree more that's that's so on point mm-hmm. and now and like yeah the red reminds me like of red flashing alarm lights so <laughs> yes very much like yes. emergency emergency and get out get out <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely um and then we see like the the underlings his um these are probably guys that are under his command i would imagine um but they're they're like all bolstering him and saying oh man that was badass you want us to go after him 
Um, and these, these guys look really young. Like I know Tor is 26, but like, I think some of these dudes are like, maybe they're late teens, like super early twenties. Right. And they look up to him. You can tell, you know? Yeah. Well, you think mm-hmm. about it, this lifestyle, you're not going to live until you're like 30, right? Like this, you're either going to be sent to like, jail or most likely killed. So I've been noticing mm-hmm. a lot of the crew is young and I'm wondering if that's who they were assigned or it's just kind of the lifestyle. You don't really make it to like older. Yeah. That is entirely possible. She, the The fact that Tora has made it this far, and he, you know, he's in his late twenties. Like, who knows? Maybe, you know, it's kind of like um, sports. You know, you age out at a certain point. Um, where most of us are like, I'm not old at like thirty something, but maybe being thirty something in, you know, a gang is like an accomplishment. Right. I would think so. But then again, and then your usefulness, you know, the older you get, how useful are you? Right. Still? They need that like new blood. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a mm-hmm. scary situation for sure. Um, so I like how they go now. The next panel gets interesting because they're just like, who is this chick? You know, they, they gossip like, yeah. <laughs> like high school girls. And I love it. Mm-hmm. They're just like, who's this chick? <laughs> and he's right there. So like, that's the best part about this next panel. Clueless. Yeah. Clueless. Cause they're talking about him. Like he's not there. <laughs> <laughs> funny they're cute they they don't look like bad guys you know they look like cute guys yeah but by the way before we go to that as you notice you were mentioning like po- the possibility of him being on drugs and his eyes being zoned out do you also see how skinny he is and you see his rib cage you know, yeah that's, that's another indication of uh somebody not living a healthy lifestyle yeah well and then you could you could possibly connect the two that maybe somebody's put him up to this Mm -hmm. and that they they want him they're like hey dude i'll give you cash so you can get high on the weekend if you go check out what he's doing which which might be an indication of course i'm totally tinfoiling here who knows if this is actually going to happen but it might be an indication that there's somebody higher up in the clan that's trying to usurp torah Mm -hmm. because he's we know that he's higher up in the food chain oh for sure i actually think more so it's it's trying to get at um it's baltholomew right is that how you say it baltholomew is it baltimon or something like that I don't know. I've 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 yeah. pronounced it many different ways. <laughs> oh, it smelled again, but no. I I mean, with all the strings coming, I really think that someone's actually trying to get at the head honcho, and Tor is literally the guard dog. Like mm. I think oh, they're going at yeah. Tor, but I think it's actually this this whole situation going on with the notebook and everything is trying to get at the lead. And mm-hmm. I mean, Tor is to be feared, and I think they're just going at him. Um, and we'll yeah. go at him because, of course, you have to get through him to get to the to the main guy, right? Right. Absolutely. Tinfoil. Tinfoil, but. <laughs> no, we're still. Can there be like a ting, a sound effect for tinfoil? Tinfoil, ting. Like, I wonder how long this is going to be because there's so much that has to be uncovered, especially with the, the gang violence stuff. That like this is just gonna go on for a long time. This I'm ready. God, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. It can like, grow old with me. Later, I grew like, up with Harry Potter. I committed. I can commit to this. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm in for the long haul. Give me all the episodes. <laughs> I couldn't see her rushing it though, right? Because there's just too mm-hmm. much. And I think again, at the beginning, we're kind of getting the bits and I, I like I like the the long haul stories to be honest. Yeah. Just because I feel like if you don't 
there's so many characters, I guess. I just, I think if you rushed it, it just wouldn't work as well. And I don't see her doing that because I feel like this is something that will be probably medium to a longer webcomic. Right, mm-hmm. right. And it just, it helps it feel earned at the end, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, I mean, to me, in my heart, we all, uh, for me, I know that Poppy and Tora are going to end up together, but it's the story of how that happens that matters. Mm-hmm. Right. Life is not just about like they met, they found love happily ever after. <laughs> like <laughs> end of the end. <laughs> I would be devastated if that happened. I'm like, no, give me more. Give me like I, you, you guys know that I'm like totally into angst and I'm like, give me all the strife. I want this to be earned. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> give me the angst. I feel the same way. <laughs> Y'all I'm into Korean dramas. I'm all for that. <laughs> like oh no the secondary lead and oh no there was a car accident and oh no the like angry stepmom like I'm like I need I need some of that drama to be in there but I'm kind of over that drama which is why I appreciate this because it's a different kind Mm -hmm. of drama it's like oh for sure intrigue and mystery and you know whatever else is gonna gonna happen down the road Mm -hmm. absolutely I think it also this comic echoes life in that, you know, we don't find life satisfying unless we've been through something to get to it. You know, it's like the unearned treat, the unearned reward isn't that fulfilling. So, you know, they're going yeah. through things before they can be together and they're coming together only all the more fulfilling because they have to struggle to get there. So, mm-hmm. you know, all of us, like we, we complain about when things don't go well, we complain about it and we're like, oh, why is it? You know, why are things difficult with work, with school, with relationships? But if life, if we just coasted through life, we wouldn't find it satisfying either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what I can tell you makes it that much sweeter. is like Lily's writing style, and I'm so sorry if I interrupt, guys. I'm the worst. Like <laughs> you could be like, ah, stop. No, Wait, you're fine. Okay, but <laughs> um, not tinfoil hat, but Lily actually is different as a writer because, as I joked about, like in Korean dramas, there's a set amount of drama that always happens. You're used to it. She doesn't uh, prolong it in a way that's like needless. Like again. The drama is mm-hmm. very just kind of in the moment, fits the scene, and then you move on. I really appreciate she's not like, you know, keeping it five chapters of the same drama and they're having the same conversation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, there. there's a point to each, uh, to each uh, plot problem. And you know, it, it, it has a resolution within, you know, a few episodes and because I don't think she wants it to detract from the main story she's trying mm-hmm. to tell. And it helps like, we're only what at this point, 40 uh, episode 47, we're like maybe two weeks into the timeline on this <laughs> comic, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's been belabored if that makes sense, because we're, we're, we're still getting plot movement and these side quests that she has, they're not really side quests. They actually add more to the main plot and it just, it feels like it's moving faster. Mm-hmm. Like I'm never like, Oh man, like I wish this chapter would end. Ha <laughs> No. <laughs> oh God. I'm always afraid that it will end. And I'm like, I keep scrolling and I'm like, these are so long and beautiful. And like, I just keep waiting for the end. Cause like, I don't have the scroll bar on my webtoon app. And uh, I'm like, Oh God, where's it going to end? Where's it going to end? Oh, <laughs> flower at the end. It gives us all nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Your finger starts like <laughs> slowing down. Like you're in peanut butter. Cause you're like, mm, okay, but is it going to end? And you're just like, you know, it's going to end at a good spot. And you know it. Like, I feel like I feel it when I'm just, Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
right. But that's good. That is good writing. That is not a problem. Yes. That's just good writing. Yeah. Yes. Keep me on my toes, Lily. Just keep doing you. <laughs> anyway, where is this chapter, girls? I don't know. Let's just do the ode to Lily and her works. I'm, I'm here for it, but... We're on, like, I'm, try- I'm trying to navigate. We're on a ship, and we're, like, going in deep sea, and I'm like, okay, let's North Star. Here we go. Okay, so yeah. so he's saying to wonder which chick he's talking about, and they're like, Candy from the strip club? I bet it's her. She's been asking everyone about Big Bro Tour. She has no idea about young Master Quincy, huh? And I think that's actually interesting, too, that they bring Quincy into this, because, of course, they're mm-hmm. alluding to sexuality here. And he's like, Big Bro and Young Master Quincy, shit, I don't believe it. Young Master, sure, but Big Bro Tor, is he really? And they're just like staring at him. <laughs> and again, like, they're talking about him like he's not even there. Like, y'all just saw him, <laughs> like, smack the shit out of this guy with a pool cue. And you're sitting there talking about, like, is he with Quincy? Is he is not? He like, is he he's going to turn her. Like, who cares? <laughs> Teenagers. They're like young teens, oh you know? Oh, bit, I know. You know? He's looking like a snack. In that that panel, though, like, do you see him? Like, oh yeah, he's like holding that pole stick, like all macho man, still like looking fine as hell. And I'm like, that was planned. <laughs> like, they're like, let's talk about his sexuality. Let's bring up the yeah. tension here. Let's, and thus that brings us into the next scene. And then, oh wait, or does it? I want to. I, I guess I have to keep going. Okay, yeah. So then we have the shot of Torah, and then of course you're like you know, is he going to be pissed at these guys? Is he going to do something to them? And then he's like, if you're that curious to find out, and then the guy is like, oh god, I'm dead. (laughs) You brought this on yourself, man. Like, honestly. And then... Oh yeah. No, you're fine. Like, this particular panel where he's grabbed the scruff of this guy, like, I'm like, how does Lily do it where she's like... He's mad dogging this guy, but like there's part of him that's smirking. Yep. He's intimidating <laughs> him, like, you know? Yeah. He's yeah. bringing him, he brings his face really close to him and he says, uh, you know, if you want to get curious, I'll show you how true it is. And the guy is like butt dumping and blushing. But I like that because it shows that he doesn't, he's not really angry at him. I think, you know, Torna understands that they're just like teenagers and they're just like, like you said, gossiping like they're high schoolers. <laughs> And he just wants mm-hmm. to, you know, he just wants to like kind of intimidate him and tell him like, shut up. But like, he's not, you know, he's not, he's not actually getting angry at him. Like, you know, like he did with Yadori. He's not doing anything. To him. Right. Right. Well, and, and then you also see, like, if you look at his dialogue, he, he doesn't actually confirm or deny anything. And I think he does this with purpose. Um, you know, maybe it's because of, of uh, Poppy, because if he doesn't have any entanglements with women, it seems like this has been a rumor that's been going around about him for a little while. And it, it has to have a tactical purpose, because if he has, again, emotional connections outside of the clan, it can be used against him. And so I think this is a move on his part to like if I don't confirm or if I don't deny it, then I don't have any entanglements or people that they could harm uh to get to me. But like I think this character is also I, I agree, I agree. I, I like that he I think being ambiguous helps a lot, but I also I mean obviously shows how mm-hmm. secure he is in himself. Like he just does right. not care. And I think that's 
really fresh like just being so secure yes. teasing this guy and not even blinking like he just kind of like goes into him but I also feel like this guy is mm-hmm. the fandom because it was like I might kick your ass and but then came close to us and like could be insinuating like we're all that guy right there we're all like oh mm. he landed on his butt and his friends have to support him he's like he's painted <laughs> oh man that was too <laughs> funny like <laughs> so yeah that could that could have gone either way for that kid as far as he was concerned <laughs> like oh god maybe he's really like he really means this <laughs> but, like he was almost like oh oh <laughs> that's what we're telling about that kid but I think that's also like a good fandom moment because we're like we're that same day like oh you're dangerous but oh my like (laughs) right you're you're about to question your own feelings about him (laughs) I know there's some guys who read this I know that they're gonna identify Mm -hmm. this guy they're gonna be like me too me too (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I like how it shows that Tora doesn't use violence unless he has to you know he's he's just you know intimidating enough so that he's scared and so that you know to just put out some rumors about his sexuality so like protect poppy etc but he's not actually doing anything violent to him which i like you know i think he he recognizes these guys are good kids and he doesn't want to hurt them yeah yeah so like just intimidate them enough to get them to shut up but also you know not he didn't find that it was necessary in this case because they're they weren't making any direct threats which is good because, like, when we go to the next panel here, and he's just kind of crouched over again over the desk, and he's like, "God damn it!" And you show mm-hmm. the guy's face, and he's like, "I can't believe I lost my cool like that." Van guns, and then they're going over the words again. Van guns, ski mask, and boom, me and my boys will rough her up. Yeah. He then immediately, they're immediately showing you why, like, usually he has control over himself, but this is what he was imagining when mm-hmm. that guy, like, you know, was bringing it up. As you can see, Batman yeah. accosting Poppy in his kind of imaginary world. Right. And just, and you know, cause I mean, he's been involved in this, this world most of his life. And so I'm sure he's seen things like this mm-hmm. happen um, or been around when stuff like that's happened. So he knows that it's a possibility and, you know, gosh, I no wonder he's been so, you know, closed off at certain moments and just not, not letting the relationship grow. Um, like he's wanting to cut it off, even though like there's part of him that, you know, is obviously attracted to Poppy and obviously, you know, that, that side of him that's still innocent wants to be connected to her in some way. Um, but you know, this is, this is the harsh reality of what could happen to her if they do get involved. Yeah. And what you, what you see is, you know, he's imagining yet Dory, like grabbing her by the shirt basically and she poppy's trying to push him away and she's crying and then there's this last image which is so striking you know he's got her by the arms and she's poppy's face is just desperate and like hopeless and you know like a caged animal crying away and yeah. you know and then you see this other thing that he that had already said that he didn't share with us the first time he recollected it he said have some fun with her which obviously is the reference mm-hmm. to sexually molesting her and that is just freaking right. torah out it's, yeah yeah you can see why 
yeah, this panel was super intense for me the first time I read it. And I'm like, it's still, it still catches me every time I see it because it's, it's Lily reminding us like, this is why he freaks out. Mm -hmm. This is why, you know, we have to be very careful how this moves forward. Yeah, And honestly, I think readers who've been through something like this, this chapter is a little rough, you know, like, yeah. I think there's a lot of feelings when looking at this because obviously women do go through stuff like that. So I think, mm -hmm. it, yeah, I think it's a cautionary tale too. I think also as these chapters go by and get more fluff chapters, I feel like, you know, it can always turn to being, you know, the mafia story it really is, you know, mm -hmm. where this could right. happen. And, you know, Tor is like, stop thinking about the shit that's only happening in your mind, but it's a reality. So I, that's why I like this chapter, to be honest, because, again, we were in fluffy land, and then it was kind of, like, bringing it down to reality of, like, what's happening in this situation. So, like, rude awakenings. Yes. Rude awakenings. Very much so. Um, and, you know, he, he starts he starts going into tac tactical mode. Like, whatever this Yodori guy's deal is, you've already sent your men to keep an eye on him. So, like, just because of that one encounter, he's got eyes on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. you know, and I don't blame him. Right. It's nice that he has like it seems like he has a lot of people at his disposal to do his bidding. Mm -hmm. You would think he's top of the hill, right? Like he's like the you know I don't know. Like I feel like he would have people under him. But from my understanding, if I'm right, isn't he trying to like get away or it's implied that he's trying to like get away from the life? Yeah, I think so. They've alluded to him being on like some sort of a vacation from his usual job um, in the clan. And of course, we find out what that is later. But um, right now he's playing bodyguard to Quincy. And if I remember correctly, in one of the episodes where um, Shing Ma is in the bar with, I think, is it Claude or? Yeah, it's Claude and Shark. He's there with them. But he's talking to Claude. And he says, like, do you really think somebody like him is just a lowly bodyguard? Like somebody of his caliber? So, I mean, that tells us right there that, you know, he's higher up on the food chain in this clan and he plays a bigger role in in the clan's operations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or it has something to do with how he was uh, trained, which I'm also curious about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We still don't know what, what he said to Claude, and I'm still very curious about mm -hmm. that. But anyway you see here how like he's so concerned like he has like sweat dripping down his forehead and then he even covers his eyes with his hand that's a sign of like extreme emotional overwhelm and distress and he's puffing right. you know there's like puff of air you let out some kind of sigh which is that's you know he's really stressed out he says he won't be dragged into it into this if you handle it properly and then poppy's trying to get his attention right. and you know he's he's in the dark he's hunched over his shoulders are hunched over and she says Torah, and there's like this one beam of light, and yeah, yeah, and it says and she won't have to learn about this effed up world that you live in. And again, it's like the panel of like his hands with juxtaposed with her, that beam of light shining over her, you know, the teddy bears and the hearts. So yeah, she's the beam of light, and he's he's the he's in the darkness. And he says, just find the notebook and get the hell out of her life. And she's calling him again, Torah, and now he's like more in the light because she's, you know. Um, calling him again bringing him back into her world yeah. and then he says you know i'm back to the shadows where you came from right that's what he identifies as he's a shadow person he lives in the dark <laughs> so sad right i did want to bring something in those hearts well it, are, isn't it the picture of her family in that photo 
I don't do yeah, we just don't know <laughs> that yet. <laughs> Spoiler. Anyway, I just made a connection there, guys. And I was just joking because I was like, blessings from the family. <laughs> the light comes in through yeah. the family's photo. Anyway, we'll, we'll right. Well, and I mean, I think you you could deduce that because, I mean, that's that's a very, like, cutesy little frame. Like, most people would keep a family member picture in yeah. there. So I like that because you'll find yeah, out it's too. the family photo and then there's that light beaming down and he's being so harsh on himself. I don't know. There's little knobs like that and they get a little bit less subtle as it goes on. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. Perspective. And yeah. And then Poppy had to call him for the third time. The third time she like kind of yells his name. She's like Torah. And he finally wakes up and you know, he, she's like, are you okay? Which, you know, and she's carrying this bowl, um, you know, with food and it's steaming and she looks concerned. She's like, she called him three times. They didn't say anything. And then this panel, yeah. he looks back, he, he, you see, he's finally woken up. And like you said, you see the, the poppies in the back. Mm-hmm. And he's but she like, looks so beautiful. She looks so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, look how lovely and pure and she has food. I mean, that would win my heart. I turn around <laughs> and be like, oh, you know, just so, right? so beautiful. Like, I know that's like a, she's not dressed up, but she like really, this is actually mm-hmm. one of my favorite uh, panels of Poppy, just because she looks so just like naturally gorgeous. <laughs> Yes, yes. And and there seems to be this ongoing theme with her kind of waking him up from his dreary reality. Um, you, you know, because he was very, like, caught up in his thoughts, caught up in what he was imagining was going to happen to her. And every time that we see something like that when they're together, she kind of, like, snaps him out of it. Yeah, like a lifeline like that's essentially what it is is like she's a lifeline and maybe that can relate like as I was kind of saying she looks so beautiful in that moment it's almost the same time you saw her at the beginning when he saw her coming out from the bushes it's just like she just brings that light with her and it's like a lifeline when he's about to fall kind of like into something I feel um she shows up at the right moments I think they both do that for each other to be honest oh yeah they really do yeah, and this panel when he, when he's like woken up by her, he's still like halfway in that world. You know, you see his his eyes are wide open, like this mm-hmm. panic look, and he's still a sweat on his face, and you can tell he's still like back in that in that fantasy in that you know fantasy the nightmare mm-hmm. of you know her. So like to see her like safe and sound in front of him, looking so sweet, is like he's, he's jarred. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely still like high anxiety mode. I'm sure he's craving a cigarette right now. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Though a parody of this scene is like, you could totally take it as like, Tor, what are you doing in my dresser? Like, oh, what's that? My underwear drawer, uh, Tor? <laughs> we take our romantic for what it is, but the parody of the scene is like, oh, what you doing there, Tor? Like, <laughs> looking through the like, shock is like, oh, uh, nothing, nothing, just uh, look, uh, looking for still. <laughs> Poor dude. He can't catch a break. Anyway. Yeah, so Poppy tells him, she says, you know, I really have guests over. I'm nice cooking for anyone. I did manage to put together a pretty decent meal, though. Hope you like it, which is nice. You know, like she wants his approval. It's very typical. You know, you make something and you want someone, the guy you like, to like it. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, Tora mm-hmm. is looking outside at her balcony. Meanwhile, while she's talking, she said, I wish I had more ingredients. We'll have to make do. And he's looking out at her balcony. It's this beautiful balcony, by the way, gorgeous view. You see the city lights like spread mm-hmm. out. I mean, God, I wish I had a, that view. It's just gorgeous. 
And then he's right. He's furrowing's eyebrows. He's not satisfied with what he sees. And he steps mm-hmm. out and Poppy's like looking back at him, you know, she's put the food down and she sees him stepping out. So she goes to put on a sweater and you see his, it's very cute actually, like this, this image of his socked foot stepping out on the porch. I don't know why it's like, you know, I guess yeah. I know in Asian cultures, it's like, more, you know, walk, you don't walk around with shoes in the house, but it's like very endearing to see like this more, you know, toned down, laid back, kind of like human side of him when he, with the socks, you know, it's very, it's less yeah. formal and it's more intimate. Mm-hmm. and like he's stepping into the darkness which i think like there's still like we talked about there's still part of him that's kind of stuck there um you know because he's he's been brought like when i think of the progression of these few episodes up to this point like we've gone from very like domestic fluff to them having banter and teasing and now we're at this point where again we've been slapped with reality and he's he's almost uncomfortable being in that same space Mm -hmm. you know because they were very comfortable uh very relaxed in her space up to this point and and i feel like it's almost too much for him to be with his thoughts in that space and and of course he's obviously worried about you know how relaxed she is and and being able to just like have the the uh balcony door open because mm-hmm. i mean she doesn't know though mm-hmm. so they'd be teasing me with this broad back of tours like every time they'd be showing this back if you're like with poppy you just want to like have her go hug it like honestly <laughs> look yeah. at these big broad shoulders and he keeps like turning his back to poppy because he's angsting but like mm-hmm. in my mind i'm just like okay now just go up and hug because it's a perfect <laughs> like <laughs> Like he's needing some comfort. Yeah, like Go hug like, him, oh, Poppy. Oh, back, back, and I'm like, hug, hug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like front, back, side, whatever. Everything is like hug worthy. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, not to ruin the moment, but I'm being teased with like angsty back, and I'm just like, hugs, hugs. Anyway, that's that's my humor. <laughs> um, no, that's okay, and like I, we get some of that intimacy yeah. here in this scene that's why it's one of my favorite scenes yeah and And, here's the funny oh go ahead sorry oh no um please go on and i will comment later (laughs) okay so the funny thing is right he stepped outside because he's concerned and he's going to tell her in a minute but poppy's like oh you're checking out my balcony and she just rushes into this very you know what she loves about the balcony it's great the building's so shabby this is an unobstructed view of narrow river the air is amazing super chilly and you know She's just like, oh, you're checking out my balcony. You must be admiring its aesthetic and, you know, qu- weather qualities. Completely innocent in her world. Mm-hmm. And he is like, yeah, the view's great. And so are your chances of breaking. That's not where his mind is at all. Yeah. You know, they're in totally different worlds. Mm-hmm. And then she's surprised. Yeah. And I, base. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. And the way that he says it, also that panel, he's looking over his shoulder. He's looking pretty suspicious when he says it as well and poppy is just flummoxed she's like innocent she's like huh she doesn't even know what to say what's that got to do with anything she doesn't understand him at all yeah and i love the colors in this panel because there's there's part of poppy in the light and there's part of her in the dark and it's like this merging of these two worlds for them no so true yeah yeah color i think really has to do with like tying the two scenes with the conversation 
I will say, um, yeah, I do some film just like I do some film that makes me sound like I'm so in, but not really, guys. <laughs> just like from a film <laughs> aspect and like a storyboard, honestly, the way that Lily draws these scenes almost would be perfect just moving them over into like an animation scene or just you know a film scene because that's how much purpose right. her panels have. Like, even the angle, the way the expression, the lighting, everything is almost, like, could be so transferable into, like, film or animation. Truly, I would love to see this animated. I don't know if I am pro-live adaption, to be honest. I just think Mm -hmm. that it would have to be the one who loved the material for me. Just because, like, I, there's not many, you know, movies or books to movies that are done well. Webcomic, I'm just not sure. Like, I don't have that hope. So I would yeah. love to see this animated, but again, with, mm-hmm. with kind of just saying how she angles these and everything, it's almost like I'm holding a camera and I'm following the two characters, like going to the mm-hmm. next scene, the next yeah. shot. That's how purposeful her panels are. So like, I appreciate that as just like, overall, I just never feel like she's wasting a moment. Right. There's, there's movement mm-hmm. in it and you know, I've, uh, I know many of us have talked about this on Patreon that there's just a very cinematic quality to the way that she draws. And, um, like you said, every panel has mm-hmm. purpose. Yeah. And she's, um, you know, she's looking at him. She's like, I mean, even if it does, my front door is padlocked and everything. I mean, that's okay. Right. And mm-hmm. she's very worried. You know, she's holding her hands. She's clasping her hands to her chest. She's looking at him all worried while he's looking down. And now he's looking down, um, down off the balcony. And first, the first thing we spot is his car, which is marvelously parked as always. <laughs> we needed that little bit of humor that he's a shitty. Can you imagine him at a DMV though? <laughs> could you imagine? I could not. Oh my God. <laughs> just going in. But I would love it if it was a sassy DMV lady who just like did not care either. <laughs> so him going in and trying mm-hmm. to intimidate. And then there's that lady. He's like, Oh, it's you again. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> right so funny. yeah and he says you know oh, he's kind of thinking out loud to himself here and he says just five stories high and he's gra- grasping the railing railings old but still holding up well i would have scaled this building in 30 seconds and then he you know he's looking at he's examining the lock and pick this lock in 10 and i think he's kind of saying this without even realizing he's just verbalizing his thoughts here and poppy is just mm-hmm. looking more concerned by the minute you know she's yeah yeah she's she's all innocent and he's all intimidating and scary and talking about things she doesn't even get do you feel like his eyes are shiny because of the sticky or just kind of like to add to that intensity because like i was actually wondering about that because i feel like his eyes kind of changed why he was going over this i you know i think you might be right about that um it, it could be both um but i think you know, Lily doesn't do anything without intention when it comes to this stuff. And he just went from, I mean, if you think about it, they went from this very intimate, fluffy bit to now he's like, this is what could happen to you. You need to think about this. Um, You know, I could have picked this lock. And I think part of him is also not just opening her up to his reality, but, you know, pushing her away. Mm -hmm. Because they've had this intimate exchange, because they've had a little bit of closeness, you know, and, and he enjoyed it. He knows he enjoyed it. She enjoyed it. And he's like, wait, no, here's reality. This can't happen. I need to push you back. That's a good point. Yeah. That's sad that he always has to do that. You know, he can't connect to anybody. He just has to 
make them not like him. Mm -hmm. And it's an admission of the world that he lives in. The fact that he knows these things, like how many people do you know who would say something like I can scale this building in, in 30 seconds and have your door, you know, picked in 10. Like, I don't know anybody who would be able to say that to me. And I mean, I wouldn't think anything of having like a fifth store balcony door open. I'm like, nobody's going to get me up Mm -hmm. here. Right. I mean, (sighs) yeah, I'm like, I'm not the kind of like person who's super concerned about safety. I I leave my door unlocked all the time. I'm like, well, somebody could walk in, but like chances are low. Well, maybe not the Mm -hmm. best attitude. I don't know why I'm saying this on a public podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Now we know. Now we're going to go steal cookies from the cookie jar. You can't stop us now. Like, (laughs) we're going to get in there. (laughs) But I think that Poppy's reaction is nice because she's not just, like, a weak main character who's like, oh, that's kind of creepy, but okay. You know, she's, like, legitimately, like, yeah. I don't know what you're saying. She's like, okay, like, what are you trying to tell me here? Like, because that's a concerning statement. Like, no one just says that out of the blue. So I do like that she's just like, uh, what are you trying to say? You know, like, she's not just, like, saying, like, I just like the uncomfortableness because mm-hmm. it shows she's not naive. And I think she's also trying to not, I mean, I think she wants to, as we've talked about probably before and and past episodes, like she wants to put him in a good light. And I think he's really, yeah, challenging it to be like, you know, someone like me could have gotten in here and like, he's putting himself in the, the, the feet of someone who could break into her home. So, you know. Right. And she's emotionally shutting down on him mm-hmm. right here because she's she's internally freaking out by what he said. I think anybody mm-hmm. would freak out by somebody saying that to them. And but she's also kind of deflecting in this moment. She's not looking at him. She's saying, like, I don't really get what mm-hmm. you're saying. Like, for, because remember before and I've stuck with this so many times, she says you know, back at Alice's restaurant, like I can pretend things don't happen. Mm -hmm. So her go-to is to avoid and pretend like things aren't happening. Uh, And she's doing that here. She's trying to be like, Oh no, you're just kidding. Cause I'm trying to make myself not completely freak out at what you're saying to me. Um, And then like, why are you telling me this? And now he says what, what you said before, right? He wants to warn her against him. He's like literally saying that. And he realized he's self-conscious enough mm-hmm. to understand that about himself. He says, God damn it, what the hell am I doing? Trying to warn her against the danger she might be in. And then he says, or against me. So he does realize that he's subconsciously shooting himself in the foot and making himself look bad to her. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I think there's part of him that doesn't trust himself a little bit. Uh, I may be looking too far into this, but, you know, I mean, we've seen some of the violence he's capable of, and I've always wondered, you know, there's going to be a point at which Poppy sees his level of violence and, you know, what is her reaction going to be to that? And, you know, what's he going to do about it? Um, So I think there's, there's some level of him that's like, I'm not just dangerous for her in the sense of like other people could get to her, but like, do I trust myself with her good point and then here poppy does what exactly what you said she's deflecting she's looking up at him with a super worried expression her hands are crossed over her chest you know pulling into herself mm-hmm. but she is looking at him she says i get it and you know then you see like his worried face you're kind of like 
oh no, like, I think he's thinking, like, oh no, is she finally going to say, I get it. You're a mafia guy. You're a bad guy. Get out of my life. Get off my porch. Um, you know, that's right. that, like really anxious look, you know, like worried. And then she says, but she doesn't say that. She's like, you're actually a locksmith and a parkour instructor on the side, right? Ha ha. And her hand is kind of like, I think it's shaking. You see the two thumbs to be like, yeah. shaking. Oh yeah. Now you see the next panel tremble sad. And, you know, and then you see Tora has like this decision to make. He, his mouth opens mm-hmm. and he could either affirm what she says or deny it and like tell her the truth, but he doesn't, he doesn't want to scare her more. And then he just, then he does it guys. He takes her hand and he says, yeah, something like that. Hand holding. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I want to just pause on this panel where he's going for her hand. Look at the lighting and how it is, how it looks in this panel. Poppy's completely in the light. He's completely in the dark and the two are merging and it's gorgeous. It's like purpley and oh, I gotta love this. And that's when the music would play in the scene. It would start like, (laughs) just like the intensity, like it would have been quiet. There'd been no music playing until that point. And then when he grabs her hand, the music would start in my mind. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I think, you know, in an effort to comfort her, he's he's playing along with her deflection because she knows damn well what he's talking Mm -hmm. about she does poppy's not stupid um she knows what he's talking about and Mm -hmm. you know she he can clearly see that she's lying that she's you know pushing this off because she doesn't want to talk about she doesn't want to imagine this reality and so instead of you know like like you were saying mindy he has a decision point um, you know, do I continue down this road and freak her out and really push her back? Or do I decide to comfort her and he decides to comfort? Mm-hmm. They're both like keeping up with pretenses until they're ready to think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, it's so funny because humans are, I happen to be a pretty blunt person. And I remember when I was younger and I used to read about read or watch people's romances and then be like oh my god I like him but I can't tell him and they, they were like act all shy around the guy and they would pretend basically and I never got it because I was mm-hmm. like if I like somebody I didn't do this so much because I was like um I was in a uh, society where genders didn't mix but like when I got older mm-hmm. and I was more free I would be like if I like someone I'd be like I like you let's date and um, I never got it but like I now I see people enact these these um facades with each other all the time when they're not ready to say something yet when they, when people like each other and they're not ready to say it when people are scared of each other like people enact these public roles because they don't want to have a real interaction and here you know they're doing that as well they're not ready to communicate more really right. so they're 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 hiding behind things and they're saying things that are not true yeah and it's understandable like they've known each other a handful of days at this point and yes there's that attraction and yes there's moments of intimacy but there's still a lot they don't know about each other it's very not disney it's not we knew each other three days and now we're just like tor doesn't just move in right away and like that's how it's gonna go um I do like uh, in this next panel too, when he's like, come here, you're standing too close to the railing. It's freaking me out. And that's like that protective, like, no, 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 no heights. And she's like, why would I freak you out? You scale buildings for a living. And then he's just like, yeah, see if I can save your ass if you fall backwards. Yeah. Yeah. So there he goes in with the the deflective Uh humor, which I love that so much. But that looks like he gives her to me. It's very affectionate. 
you know, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, you know, but he's, he's attesting that he would say, would try to save her, you know, like the typical, like, oh, I'm the guy I will, that I will save you. And it's sweet. Like, I like that. Like, he wants to be her hero. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. And he enjoys it, too. You know, they're both relieved to have a break from the intensity and to get into you. Yeah. It's like, haha, aren't you being a little too? And then at this moment, you know, you see there his hand just clasping her hand, his large hand clasping her smaller hand in his entirely. And she gets uncomfortable. <laughs> she, she opens her eyes and she's looking at their hands. And she looks up at him and she's like too, you know, she can't continue her sentence because he's looking at her with this intensely intense expression on his face. He's just like, he's completely still and he's just looking at her. He's sitting down at the stool. He's at eye level with her and he's just holding her hand and looking at her in the eyes. Ladies, get you a man that looks at you like that. I know. I'm just melted here. I have a puddle in the car seat. Oh my god. (sighs) But like people, like I love this because people in the modern day, like everyone like deflects so much to the point of like people bring their phones on dates and if it's too boring, they're just gonna like throw up a video to be like, hey, look at this funny video or they'll start texting because they have anxiety and they don't want to, you know. Um when they go on a date like this, I think what's refreshing again about this is like, this is intimacy that I think gets lost in our modern day. You know, they're saying a lot without Mm -hmm. saying it. It's one like innocent gesture that means more than it does. And the intimacy of having someone's like soul focus on you, especially when they look like, you know, Torah, cause oh my gosh, but like, (laughs) like it's so intimate. Like we went through extreme emotions to like, Oh no, peril to, Oh no, uncomfortableness. But now to like this intimacy as they both kind of are like, but we like each other. So we're still gravitating. And he's just like, he's enjoying that moment. I think like that him just kind of being like, I'm going to let myself have this moment. As you said, his decision and then she, like, looks out the hands, and she's like, why do you keep doing this? Kind of, like, giggling about it. She's like, you, you're behaving like you never held a person's hand before. And then he just says, you know, I haven't. And I that caused a lot of discussion, like, I feel, like, that this part. Yeah. Because, obviously, we know he's been intimate with women. But the intimacy that's been lost on him in his childhood is, like, the innocence, right? Right. Affection. Yeah, he's... Him? He's very emotional, emotionally uh, starved. You know, he hasn't like if he's never held a hand before. Uh, can you imagine all of the things that he hasn't experienced? A hug, yes. um, someone wiping away, yeah. right? Yeah. Which would explain why he freaked out about the hug. Yeah, and I'm I was shocked that he was able to admit to her that he hasn't held someone's hand. You know, he's willing to yeah. admit that he hasn't experienced something very pivotal that it's a basic some you know experience that most people have gone through and to be able to break down his wall and not be this stoic all-knowing all-powerful man that he likes to portray himself as and to admit a deficiency in him or or a lacking that something that he hasn't gone through I think that that shows a lot of ability to be vulnerable with her Mm -hmm. and it's, it's a good step you know it it's something I really, the fact that he even reached out for her hand to begin with, that right. to say like, hey, I need you. I need to have you feel your hand. I need to, to feel that warmth. I mean, I don't know if, 
you know, I feel like, I don't know how much he thought about it before he did it, but the fact that, like, I think maybe he did it, you know, just like, yeah, to get her away from the railing, but then he liked it and he just kept, you know, kept his hand there and, you know, put them together even more, I think, because he just, yeah, like you said, Patty, so starved for emotional connection and for, and for, you know, affection that he just has, he's just sometimes compelled to do things without even wanting to. Yeah, I I think you're right. It it definitely surprised him. I, you know, it, it started out as a protective move and then he he stays with it because I think, you know, he's he's wondering what this feels like. And, you know, it's when you experience something for the first time, you you dive into it very intensely. And Taurus strikes me as the type who's intentional with how he does things. And, you know, she makes him a little more impulsive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, her, her impulsivity is kind of rubbing off on him because I can't see him doing this with somebody else. Oh, yeah. Very true. Very true. And I think, you know, when she, because this is a great chapter ending, just by the way, because like we go into her kind of mm-hmm. like going, lies, and that's how we felt too. Like, huh, Tora never held a hand. Right. I'm like, oh, you must be crazy. Like, are you kidding? Girls are probably <laughs> like, you know, pushing the, each other out of the way to hold that hand, you know? But, like, again, he's holding yeah. her firmly. And she's not, like, intertwined with him or anything like that with their fingers with that. And he's still holding on. And so he's not saying anything. And so Poppy kind of, like, mm-hmm. tried to deflect again. And she goes back and stares, looks up at him. And then we get, like, but uh, just shook. I'm shook. <laughs> he's just so yeah. gorgeous. That background is so gorgeous. And, like, if the romance in this scene and the the gravity is just, mm, just so good so good like not a better way to end an episode right like or just like a chapter just because this it's like a picture with a thousand words like you don't need the dialogue because the feeling is there right. yeah. absolutely you realize that poppy realizes he's telling the truth because mm-hmm. you know like you said she's for lies but then when he doesn't respond he just holds her hand more and she looks up and he, his, he's looking at her with that face. That face is telling the truth. I never, I yeah. never had the woman's hand before. This is my first time. And she realizes that. And I think she realizes what a big moment this is for him. Yeah. God, what a way to end the chapter. Oof. Oof. <sighs> wow. Yeah. I know we're all, we're all speechless just looking at this face, right? You're all looking at that panel. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. And, and just, we've talked many times about um, Tora and, and his facial expressions, and he's just very open here. Um, yeah. You know, he's he's telling her with his eyes that, no, I've never done this before. This is, this is a big deal to me. And there's mm-hmm. innocence. Again, there's this, like, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful kind of innocence where they're not asking anything really, like, there's... But I'm like, the sexual tension, it's not really in this part, I would say. It's not like a sexual tension. It's just this kind of beautiful, it's it's allowing a moment to be. And that's the kind of intimacy that is like really beautiful. I think, again, and you don't see a lot. I mean, I've read a lot of webtoons and they don't, they usually kind of like withhold things or they like to slam it in your face 10 times a day. But like, Mm -hmm. This is just a great way of it, it feels like to actual people, you know, yeah, right. having a scene. I mean, right. <laughs> this is a very fantastical moment that I don't think happens in everyday life, like the mafia and such. But 
this kind of like interaction. I, I've heard from gal pals before where they met someone and it, they just instantly clicked, you know, hmm. yeah. and they just talked through the night and like, it's very different than someone like, I don't know. Have you guys had those friends that like, you know, they go dating and then they meet that one person and they're just like, and they just say, they repeat to you. Like it's different, you know? Yeah. We actually, uh, Patty and I started recording the next episode with Veronica and we didn't finish it because I had to, I had to go, but um, yeah, we discussed this. We discussed this very much like how we, when we first met our, our husbands and how we felt and how it was a hundred percent different than other people. And we just felt that click. It was, yeah. I told my friend, it was the most cliche thing I'd ever felt in my life. Like I felt all the cliches. I was like, I felt like it was the second half of my soul. I felt it was like a puzzle piece and piece cooking into play, place. I felt like I found my home. It was, it was, it was so cliche, but I felt it. Yeah. It unbelievable. It was an um, incredible, intense feeling. Yeah. And if you, if you didn't know anything else about these two, in this webtoon, like you would think, oh my God, these two are so, look at the way they're looking at each other. And, you know, just that you can feel the magnetism between each other, between the two of them. Mm -hmm. There's just this, this energy that's in the space between their bodies. And I I don't know how Lily did that because I am not artistically inclined at all, but it just, this, these three episodes have always stuck with me and they always will. Yeah. This is definitely one of the uh, bigger one too. It's almost like when you hear, when you hear someone sing a song and they're just singing the song versus someone who's like singing with emotion, you know, right. That's what it kind of reminds me of like the difference again, like you, you sing the song, just the lyrics, but then there's people who sing the song and you feel kind of just like the energy in the room. But uh, yeah. Good good way to end the night with just the Roman. I mean, that was a lot of emotions. Let's be real. Like we went from like yes. and craziness to like, oh, this beautiful moment. <laughs> these are those times because these episodes, I, I don't know that I did like full blown analysis for these. I, I can't remember. But I mean, these are the types of episodes where I'm like, oh my God, Lily, you made me feel so many things. Like mm-hmm. I am totally wiped because I have felt too many feelings. Yeah, we could stare at this all day, by the way. I, I've had this panel on already for like five minutes now. <laughs> oh, and, I know. Yeah. And you it's play just... music in like an eight hour loop. You know those YouTube videos that are like eight hours and it's just like one picture with some music playing. That's what the Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like one of my favorite things to do with this comic, like I have a, I'm a playlist I love my Spotify playlists and I love pairing songs to these episodes. And I'm like the psycho type that I'm like, all of the songs are going to flow with the pace of the episode. (laughs) So like I, I get down on that level because to me, it's like, it's like, I love music and it, it speaks to me on that emotional level. And, um, You know, I, because I had seen this when it was part of Canvas, you know, there were, there were two songs in particular. And so to get to this point that, you know, I had held on to those songs because I'm like, I need to use this for this particular episode. And I held on to them. And um, when we finally got here, I was like, guys, I finally got to add them to my playlist. (laughs) So like, it, it felt like a moment for me. We can put it into the, I can put it into like the episode notes. I would be happy to, if you want to link to the song. Sure. Yeah. Go to it. Do it. Do sure. It. I'd be happy to do that. 
I was gonna say like I think if we were talking before I don't know if it's recorded on this episode or not but like hearing you come into this like creative zone and just like I don't know it's 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 beautiful to see kind of the creativity you're kind of linking in like the music and mm-hmm. this is what creative minds do they like or people as I said who do film like they see music in a scene or they read the words and they connect it to different mediums and I think that's yeah. what's beautiful when a fandom is created is you get these all these meanings and things you get to put together and new new creations are born out of the feelings we get from a webcomic and it's, it's a great experience like honestly going through that I would say that have you either of you heard of uh Hosier yes our singer mm-hmm. he is like my go-to like Torah inspiration like Mm-hmm. just his like how he songs just even him kind of the vibe he has of just kind of he's this tall brooding man he's softer but his songs have just like this like really really like jazzy soul I don't know but like definitely like when I I, I feel you on that because when I think of like the songs that I feel fit it's definitely his album really <laughs> Hosier all right. the way <laughs> Right. I, I'm a huge fan of the neighborhood. And so I'm pretty sure that like a good chunk of the songs from their discography are going to end up on my playlist, but um, them and um, I'm a huge uh, perfect circle fan. So like a lot of their songs are going to end up on my playlist too, but I just, I, I love it when you could, like you were saying, Rissa, when you can connect some other art form to what you're currently experiencing and connect the two. And it, it, it elevates how you experience the art. Right. This is actually a good place to, to plug Lily's Patreon because Lily made a whole yes. post on Patreon with uh, a list of songs that she feels represent Midnight Poppy Land. And she really goes into, she gives us like a detailed explanation of every song and why it relates to, to the story. So um, I highly recommend if you are on Patreon or, or are just starting or, or, you know, are thinking about joining, that's another really insightful um, thing that she has there, you know, search for the search for like the Night Poppy Land playlist or something. And, and you'll see that post. It's really, it gives, it gives us a lot of insight. Yeah. She does some great behind the scenes stuff and it just, yes, I know we're all like super thirsty for the not safe for work stuff. Like I'm here for that, but I also really appreciate the artwork that we get and the behind the scenes stuff and just kind of seeing her perspective on where she was at in the creative process with it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And even with the thirst, the way she, she, she handles uh, maturity and that kind of sexuality respectful. Mm-hmm. And that's different. I don't, see that kind of energy where she's not trying to shame when she does it or she's not trying to make it seem taboo some authors are still a little you know shy about putting that work out or kind of putting it out because it's kind of obligatory to get get views in some way you know like there's this delicate balance but man she does it for the love of it and it shows (laughs) like and I'm yes and like I've shown my boyfriend it too like it's enjoyable and I can I mean I just all forms of art man (laughs) and again I I hope I don't want to drag this on any more than needs to because you ladies are wonderful to talk to and then we could jam about it all day. I do want to get the songs because I love music myself and I would love to hear kind of, I mean, I don't know. I would love just everyone's list of their playlists that they feel, you know, really Mm -hmm. speaks about this to them. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah. Thank you so, so much, Rissa and Patty for coming on and for doing this amazing episode. 
You bet. And thank you so much for always having us and all the hard work that you do putting this podcast together. And uh, thanks to all the listeners. Like this is, you know, this is like discussion on a different level. And I know that when I'm listening to the podcast, I feel like I'm talking with you guys at the same time. So, yeah, Yeah. I love it. I'm I'm very, truly, extremely grateful for this podcast and what it has done for me, like on a personal level. It really has been very, it's been a lifeline and I'm very grateful about that. Absolutely. Well, I will catch y'all later. Yep. Sounds good. See y'all later. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye.